0: Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, February 24th, 2019. My name is Maddie Love, and with me in studio is Hurtsy Hertz, and we are excited to be joined in this very studio by Mandisa Thomas, founder and president of Black Nonbelievers, as well as serving on the board for American Atheists. This conversation this morning is going to be open and honest. We welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205. Your email is to radio at mnatheist.org. Tweet us at Atheist Talk. Mandisa Hersey, thank you for joining us in studio on this gorgeous Christmas morning. (laughs)
1: Good morning. It is a pleasure to be here. And I was just saying that the weather around here does really remind me of Christmas. Yeah. And there are some people who still have their Christmas lights up.
0: And they're, like, well, all blowing nobody... and blowing off the house at this point. Right.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, nobody wants to go outside to take them off.
0: <laughs> right. I took my Christmas lights off uh, d- over the spring that we had, like, a month oh, ago. Oh,
2: okay. The fake spring. <laughs> yeah, the, the fake spring. Though, Maddie, I do have to laugh because you were very Minnesotan there for a moment. I
0: was? Oh, you I, were.
2: It was uh, great. How, how, in what way? You had the accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I am from Minnesota originally. Ah. The, well, the part of Minnesota that's on the Pacific Ocean. West, I'm from, you know, near Seattle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Mendisa, I'm going to assume that most of our regular listeners know who you are uh, and have at least a passing understanding of what kind of group Black Nonbelievers is. But for those just driving to church this morning or maybe having their tea and crumpets while laying on the Bermuda Beach live streaming this show on their smartphone, can you take a moment to talk about the group you founded?
1: Absolutely. So, yes, thank you very much again for having me here. So Black Nonbelievers is a 501c3 organization based in Atlanta, Georgia, and we are a fellowship of nonbelievers – who uh, we, we build community for and build that support for primarily for blacks who are atheists, agnostic, humanists, who are questioning religion in favor of leaving. And uh, that support system is crucial considering the dynamic of religion within the black community. The, the numbers, the statistics uh, suggest they they actually prove the high religiosity of within the black community, which can be an extremely isolating experience. Uh, We have these, um, you know, we, we have these challenges being atheists in general, but uh, within the black community, there is an extra added stigma. And so uh, we have uh, created this support system, founded this organization, and have actually been bringing people together through various events and through various initiatives to show people that there are more of us out here and that um, we are here to support as much as we can.
0: So you've probably been asked this question a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And thinking about not just Minnesota Atheists, but when, I, when I'm thinking of like in the context here, um, you know Minnesota Atheists is a fantastic organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a progressive board, we have a progressive president, and like Hertz is fantastic. Well, you're not the president, but you're on the board. No, you know? I
2: refuse to be the president. <laughs> we have we, this is on radio and on record. So <laughs> I am up for chair, though.
0: <laughs> Why is there a need for black non-believers to exist? in the light of that as a separate group and how many times have you been asked this well-intentioned but ignorant question oh from well over the past
1: 8 years since we since we got started um, and really it is because when i became involved with the secular community um, i was forewarned about how overwhelmingly white <laughs> the groups are and so which wasn't necessarily an issue for me because I can get along with everybody. You know, I, I really, really do, whether you're white, black, whoever. But I quickly noticed that, in addition to the challenges of dealing with a lot of religious folks within the black community, there was a lot of ignorance and uh, dismissal of what people of color, you know, deal with when it comes to atheism, secularism, and non belief. And also, there just seemed to be this. Uh, there was there was clearly a lack of diversity and inclusion you know there there's clearly this representation problem that we have and a visibility problem within the the community and it seemed like when we when we talked about this there were there were people who became defensive, or you know there was always a question of how can we be more inclusive, but they weren't actually doing the things to make sure that they were being more inclusive or retaining people of color within these groups. So they went, it, it just really needed to be an organization that was created, that was on the ground and meeting people in person. Now, there are tons of online groups. There were tons of online support systems. But in person, me actually bringing out those people in person, um, we founded Black Nonbelievers locally as an Atlanta group because that is where we just envisioned ourselves being based. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And really, it made the difference. It made the difference for other Black atheists to see organized efforts that people who look like them, who could identify with what they were going through and uh, from, from all sides. And so, and it wasn't to separate ourselves. It really was to try to build those alliances within the communities and increase that visibility so that you don't have to always worry or, or work on what our needs are. We can do that for ourselves. And then we can also... Um, if you have questions about how you uh, can, you know, increase diversity or be more inclusive, then we're more than happy to assist you with that. So we're, you know, it's a multi, multi tech There are so many people in this community who still have that tunnel vision or they're, they have that binary way of thinking that they, they're not thinking of multiple ways of how we can how we can do these things and this was just another way of doing that. And so, yeah, when you when you ask why, you turn you take a look around your groups and look at who who are you? Who is who are your attendees? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the age group, whether it's uh, whether there's enough women in there, whether there's enough young people, whether there's enough people of color. What you what you are doing about it will will say a lot. And what you aren't doing about it says a lot as well. And so you You actually cultivate the need for us to create these groups. and again, to try and and work resolve these these problems and these issues because we aren't just one homogenous community that just can focus on one thing, especially as more people, you know when when uh, when they are letting go of those religious beliefs, they are reconsidering them, there needs to be multiple avenues of support. And so, you know, just the, oh, we're all atheists is just not going to cut it.
0: No, it's like the one – it's like, okay, you answered that one question like about what does God exist? But like there's so many other things. And I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, but white people get kind of skittish talking about racial issues. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially around people – like I have no problem talking about racial issues at home with my kids because it's – but I – I honestly, you know, just sitting here, it's it's like, wow, well, should I should I bring that up? Is that something we should? And it's like, and I know that it's okay because I've listened to you talk. We've we've had a, we well, know we don't have a close relationship. You know, we, we've oh, yeah. had a relationship mm-hmm. a little bit, but I can't imagine how it would feel to like walk into a room where, well, actually, I mean, as a trans person, I can feel you no know, when I walk in a room of all cis people, right? But I can hide if I want to, right? You
1: don't have that option, no. No. And many people, many white people don't really think about what it's like that. You cannot hide. And I wouldn't want to hide my Hmm, blackness. Right, right. I wouldn't want to hide my, you know, my struggles and what we we go through. And we shouldn't have to diminish that because, yeah, when we walk out of here, there are a lot of things that we have to deal with simply, you know, because we're black. And even within this community. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are people who need to understand that, <laughs> you know? right? And and I
0: I can't even pretend to say, well, I can know what you're going through. I can know how to address. You know, I feel like you know who is best at addressing the problems and and the not the problems, but the challenges that a black atheist yeah. would go
2: through.
1: Black atheists. <laughs> exactly.
2: Hey, let's not bring logic into this conversation. All right? Like, what are we doing? We're making too much sense here, right?
1: <laughs> And, you know, it's so interesting that I do come across quite a few, obviously not you two ladies, but we come across quite a few people who think that they know so much more about what we go through than us. And we're just like, no, you know, that that just simply isn't the case. I mean, you can have all the information. And I appreciate you know, the white folks who are well-versed and who do understand. But, yes, unless you have lived experiences are a thing. It's a thing within the black community. It's a thing within the trans community, within the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Our lived experiences are important, and they should not be dismissed. And um, taking all of that into account in addition to the statistics, Um there there has to be much a much better understanding as well as a much better working relationship you know with the people that we're trying to retain in these communities
0: and that's i do i feel like black non believers and minnesota atheists and american atheists obviously since you're, like you're on the board seem to understand that the relation like you can have separate organizations but you're working together towards common goals you just attacking problems from different angles.
1: right? At least and that's
0: how I see it.
1: Yeah, because even within the overall secular community, you have your white organizations, you have American Atheists, the American Humanist Association, your Secular Student Alliances. You know, you have other organizations and we we partner with all of them. So why all of a sudden is it an issue when there's a black nonbeliever's? When there's a secular woman, <laughs> you know, when there are your ex-Muslims of North America, when there are Hispanic American freethinkers, right. when there are clearly differences even within um, amongst the overall community themselves. And so um, instead of looking at them or viewing them as being divisive, um, we can certainly view them as just being more tools and opportunity, you know, more opportunities. And, uh, yes,
2: sir. I was going to say it's also a numbers game too with the with the attacking from multiple. Because if you have one organization saying, "Hey, there's this problem with this legislative," okay, that's good. But if I have ten groups saying, yes. "I have a problem with this." Those numbers count. They
0: sure do. All right. So, when we come back from the break, I want to touch a little bit on chapter, and we're going to dig into uh, your, the talk you're going to give later today. Awesome. Please stay with us to the break. Hurtsy, now we'll turn to atheist talk with special guest Mindyza Thomas. You're listening to AM nine fifty KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, joined in studio by my co-host, Hertzie Hertz, And in just a moment, we'll return with our special in-studio guest, Mandeza Thomas, president and founder of Black Now Believers. I know you just finished listening to commercials, but I wanted to give my weekly shout out to Cucumbers Restaurant in Adina. It is true that Atheist Talk is produced with funding from both Minnesota Atheist and Cucumbers Restaurant in Adina, but it is also true that the buffet at Cucumbers is fantastic, ginormous, and one of my favorite places to grab a bite, whether it's like just after being on air, like maybe today, or just spending an enjoyable meal with my wife. So seriously, please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. And now back to Mendisa. If you'd like to get involved in this conversation, you call us at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at Atheist Talk. So going into the break, we were talking a lot about black and brown believers. And – You know, I'm a part of another group, and we're in the process of, you know, just getting started. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at, like, the Black Nonbelievers website last night, I was thinking, like, I see there's a Minneapolis affiliate. Yes. Which I actually knew beforehand, but still. Uh, But it got me thinking, so what if – like, what's the process of becoming an affiliate? Like, if if the listener right now is listening in -hmm. Duluth, and they're thinking, I want to – why isn't there a Duluth affiliate? Like, is there a process to to this, or is it just like –
1: How does that work? Yes. So um, as still a young organization, um, Black Nonbelievers does rely on volunteers. I am technically still a volunteer in this movement. So it really does um, – we really do depend on people who are willing to step up and start an affiliate group in their area. Um, I know the the now Black Nonbelievers of Minneapolis was once Black Freethinkers of Minnesota. And I shout out to Mahad, who is our lovely organizer. We love Mahad. Yes, he is amazing. Hi, Mahad.
2: <laughs> I don't and think he's so, listening, but, you know, I can poke him later. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so we had, a, you know, we had a conversation. I am uh, very, very easy to talk to. I like to think I am. But yes. um, <laughs> really, uh, the process of becoming involved and affiliated with Black Nonbelievers, um, even if you You aren't going to start your own um, BN affiliate. Um, It's just a matter of making sure that your group is on the same page and, and has the same uh, shared values. But if you want to start a black nonbelievers group in their area, um, first I like to identify that there is a specific need. If there is, if there is a black population who are atheists or who may be in a closet and who need this type of support, then um, I, I talk with potential organizers, um, uh, me and uh, some members of our board. Um, we line, we outline our guidelines, our expectations of what it takes to run one of our groups. And really, you know, I, I don't like to say that some things aren't that hard because, you know, we have our different schedules. But, um, we, we, we lay the, you know, we, we lay the ground rules and expectations we try to find out what type of experience people have with organizing hosting events and how much they know about the movement because that is also something very very important for for people to know and so from from there Excuse me. We have a conversation uh, about that. And then uh, we, we, we get um, a specific logo for the city. And then we start, uh, we create a meetup group. Uh, we make sure that um, the organizers become a part of our network. Uh, they're connected with the other organizers across the country so that they know that, you know, who they are, the type of events that they do. And then from there, we just say, hey, you know, we're, we're that support system. We're always here. But then it is up to the organizer. It is up to the attendees to make sure that they are continuously hosting events, meeting with people, as well as collaborating with other groups in the area. Because we are very, very big on networking and um, and collaborating with other area organizations.
0: So it's like you have – you're not saying, hey, you couldn't be – like if I've got a small group together, not, mm-hmm. not me personally, obviously. Well. <laughs> well, like, I, well, there's already a group from Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> but it's like, hey, like we, we recognize we see a need. You're a group of people. We see you doing good work. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're willing kind of to affiliate and have almost like our brand yes. be part of it. Otherwise, hey, you're doing great work, but you know, we're just not – quite at the same you guys are meeting once a year mm-hmm. <laughs> we're thinking we don't want people thinking oh cool I got a black non-believers affiliate in my city oh but they're not doing anything
1: right yes we are our groups our, our, our affiliate groups have to uh, they at least have to be hosting at least one to two events per month. We we don't like to we, we don't like to monopolize people's time. You know you don't have to be doing something once a week or even twice a week because many people have kind of they they've left their churches because of that. You know they <laughs> right. monopolize so much time. Um, but getting people together in person is a part of our mission and it does build on that support. And people need to know they need to be seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And and really there is nothing like um just seeing and and just engaging in person. And so it doesn't have to be – it can be – in you can meet at a coffee shop, you can meet at a restaurant, and it, it can only be about five people. It doesn't have to be a an, an enormous amount or, um, you know, where we're all about quality at our organization. So even if you are meeting with just two to three people, that you start going and maintaining that. Uh, consistency is a thing. So you go from – a few five people to you know to you know to more in the future, so um, that is um, the basis of what we do, and and it really is about taking that time you know to to meet people in person, it, even if it's just once a month.
0: Well, and I find what being a former churchy person, something that I really missed when I left church was community. Yes, and it wasn't until and I found community. Before even Minnesota atheists, just through atheist talk, yeah. But like meeting people, and there is no there. I feel like the atheist community, the non-believer community, with secular community in general, mm-hmm. we sometimes don't have community, mm-hmm. and it's meeting people and talking to people and knowing hey if i'm sick somebody's going to come visit me in the hospital right like they,
1: those things yeah. make somebody will huge... bring me
0: dinner if i have surgery
1: right. or something like, right and and we also contend at you know at our organization is that you know we want to continue to build those networks but we also do want to make sure that people aren't just coming in for the simple sake of well what can you do for me which is important because we want to be able to help as many people as possible. But I think particularly for those who have left the church and particularly within the black community, and, and I'll be honest about this, um, unfortunate, and I'll talk about this later too um, during the presentation, is that, you know, there's such a savior mentality when it comes to our communities and looking for that divine intervention or that magical You know, that that magical solution. And there isn't one. You know, we have to continue to do this. It takes work, and it takes time, and it takes our human ingenuity. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. It's a lot of work. It can be very, very exhausting and frustrating. And sometimes that means that you have to vet certain people and, 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 and acknowledging that there are some people that you cannot help. It's important that we're honest about that. But, yes, for those who need it and for those who are, you know, active and and are passionate about certain areas, you certainly can incorporate that into other, you know, into uh, your organization's uh, missions. You know, as long as they are, you know, as long as it's people driven, as long as you are really willing to, excuse me,
0: Oh, it's actually a great time because we're about to go into a break. Okay, (laughs) we'll return our guest, President and founder of Black Nonbelievers, Mendisa Thomas. After this short commercial break, please stay with us. I'm Maddie Love with Hertzy Hertz, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM nine fifty, the progressive voice of Minnesota. thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your Matt. <laughs> I was thinking about that last commercial, which, to be honest, was terrible. Gosh, I that even, was terrible. Oh, I be a man. Be... Register for the draft or whatever. It's like, oh. Anyway, I'm not going to. Sorry. That was very unprofessional of me. I'm your host, Matt Love in studio with Hertsy Hertz, chatting with Mendisa Thomas. Mendisa sits on the board of American Atheists and is the founder and president of Black Nonbelievers. If you'd like to chat with us this morning, you can call us at 952-946-6205. Email us at radio at at MNATheist.org or tweet us at Atheist Talk. If you're interested in hearing more from Mendisa, she'll be delivering her presentation, Fear of a Black Atheist, today at the Minnesota Atheist Public Meeting, taking place at the Maplewood Public Library from 2 to 4 p.m. Check the Minnesota Atheist Facebook page, Twitter feed, Instagram feed, or meetup.com for that address, because apparently when writing this hosting script last night at... 2 a.m. I didn't think to write the address down. <laughs> I also want to thank our group of dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You have help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. This week, we'd like to thank our special donor of the week, Mike. Mike, thank you so much. If you're able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our Radio Fund page or our Patreon where you can get extended interviews at www.patreon.com slash Atheist Talk. Does anybody use www anymore? I'm really old. I know. Yeah. I, I
1: still it, do.
2: But so yeah. it, it can it, – it's actually like a programming website-y thing. It's a yeah, tech thing. I know,
0: but – I, I don't actually type that anymore. You just type in patreon.com slash Atheist Talk and it'll but get But
2: because, that's because of how Patreon does the thing with the stuff.
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota Atheists is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization just like Black
1: Nonbelievers. Yes! Yeah.
0: We couldn't do this show without you and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael David and is used with permission. Please note all opinions are of the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the Minnesota Atheist Organization. So when I was Making fun of that last commercial that was me, that was not Minnesota atheists. All right, mischief managed. Let's get back to Mandisa Thomas. Yay. Oh, I was gonna
2: say, one last piece of mischief it is 3025 South Lawn Drive,
0: Fan, which is also the Maplewood Public Library. If you have a GPS machine, just plug it into your Google or Bing. You can bing it. I can't, I can't <laughs> promise bangs? you where you're gonna actually bing. I, bang. I yep. can't promise you where you're gonna get if you bing it. <laughs>
2: I, can't, I don't know if I can talk to you We're anymore, having Maddie. too
0: much fun on a Sunday morning. Stop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah.
0: All right. So, Mindy, so thinking about your talk today, um, mm-hmm. what does the title Fear of a Black Atheist mean? Like, is this talking about fears that someone who is both black and atheist might have? Or is this talking about how like atheist groups are all too often predominantly white like the atheist groups fear the black atheists? Or am I missing this point altogether?
1: Well, there's a couple of uh, aspects to it. It's probably like a three prong uh, thing. Uh, well, first, I, as I said on the show, I was, uh, on, like I said on the show I was on recently, I am a huge um, hip hop fan, old school hip hop, and so I have to thank Don Button out of Sacramento. Uh, he was the advisor at um, Sacramento City College. Um, he helped me come up with this title for this talk because um, if you're familiar with Public Enemy, the rap group Public Enemy, they have Uh, an album called Fear of a Black Planet. And so it was, you know, I remember when he pitched a title to me and I just just started laughing because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so great. But we thought it might be a bit too controversial. (laughs) But as I talked with my sister, Bria, shout out to Bria out of Detroit. uh, She said, she was like, no, this is perfect. Go with it. So really the fear of a black atheist is it does... um, you know it does touch on the fears that we do have um, and when that whether that is about coming out, whether that is about engaging other people. It's also the fear of a black atheist within the black community, you know being being scared of our position, you know what it might do, and also fear of a black atheist within the secular community, the fact that there we are speaking to our issues that might be uncomfortable for some people, but we need to we need to talk about them, and even perhaps the fear that more of us might you know. Infiltrate, if you will. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if uh, you know. For some of the people who you know, they say they're they they want to be more inclusive. You know, they want, but yeah, they they might just keep talking about those issues. You know, you know, they're you know how people are talking about the social justice warriors now. You know, they're gonna you know they're gonna talk. You know, they're you know it's not gonna be about atheism anymore. You know, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> so I am a social
2: justice. Let's see, I'm a social justice rogue, and I think you're a social justice
0: bard. Bard, yeah, or yeah. A cleric, I haven't met up much yeah. yet.
2: I I could see it was I don't you as both. You could multi-class. you could multi class. You can multi class
0: musical talent. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see what you're like. We had talked about before, like walking into a room. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it's like walking into a room, especially like, oh wow, nobody here looks like me. Yeah, and and knowing that nobody here has gone through what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and nobody here. Is going to be able to relate to the things I'm going, and maybe some people can, I right? Mean, but, but just over, you know, you walk in, it's like. As I say, it,
2: even if they can, it's not quite the same, right? So while I can't
0: understand the exact feelings, but I, I can't understand, oh. I can see how somebody might have fear,
1: right? And then you have, um, and, and I've had um, other organizers, white organizers, come to me and tell me that some of their members or former organizers were like, "Well, we don't get that many black people in here," and it's like, "Oh, great, yeah." So you know, you're just going to say the most inappropriate thing, <laughs> you know? And and I, it's it's a matter of people really, really watching what they say and what they do especially if they want to. Don't get so excited that you see a person of color that you're going to drive them away, (laughs) which can happen. And so knowing how to, you know, knowing how to engage different people, it really is, you know, and it really is a thing to our community does lack a, a lot of ability in um, engaging people and reading rooms and, and knowing how to talk to people.
2: And, and tact. this is something that we. Would- <laughs> uh, and tact.
1: Yes, yes. Ta- oh, yes. Tact doesn't mean you always have to be super duper nice and sugary, but knowing how to at least say. You always err on the side of being objective and being courteous. And so many people uh, really don't, they they need work in in doing that. And so, I mean, we just need to be honest about that. And um, I just really think that, you know, we pride ourselves on, the overall community prides itself on its intellectual capability. Well, and if that's the case, then you should be able to better understand um, what different people go through. And, um, and even if you can't do it personally, knowing that there's someone else that might need to do it and that you need to support it, even if you, you, you personally can't do it.
0: Yeah, because I don't need to understand everything that you're going through, but I do need to understand that I don't understand. Right. Like that's that's a form of understanding. Right. It's coming to the realization that, hey, I'm, I'm not an expert in that. Right. And maybe I can't be an expert in that.
1: Right. But you are. Right. And I can support what you do. I, right. You know, I can. I really can help. As much as possible. But, yeah, some people think their help means that you should just look at things from their point of view and do what they want to do. And it's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> so without giving away too much of your talk today, like I guess
0: what's kind of the is – the, is there like an overarching focus that you're going to go through? Is there – other than just what we just talked about? But
1: So it's going to be a um, – it's, it's going to be a uh, – you know, the, the – excuse me, Bob. Gosh. So it's going to be a talk. I'm going to go into some history here, understanding why. You know, religion um, takes such a huge form within the black community. And then understanding, you know, why it, it it's also an issue, why it's also a problem. I'm going to be talking about, you know, black nonbelievers as an organization, some of the things that we've done, some of our um, initiatives, like, for example, our Be In Changes Lives campaign that we launched last year, um, actually in 2017. Uh, and then also what, um, what people can do if they want to support us, as well as if they consider themselves allies, which I think should be qualified. There are people who, if they, you know, if you, are, if you are an ally, you consider yourself what you should and shouldn't do. And I'm going to talk about some of our upcoming events and projects as well. So it's going to be a combination of things. Um, it's going to be wrapped up into a one very informative uh, presentation session.
0: You've given this talk at, from my Googling research, research yes. last night um, <laughs> to a number of different organizations for like the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get pushback at some organizations you speak to? Ever I just like you come in you, you start talking and you're like, wow this I read this room wrong. They they really don't want like
1: <laughs> For the most part it's well received, you know. I, I I'd like to think that, you know, charisma should be a thing when we're talking and, and you know, with with my experience with talking with audiences and, and engaging people. Most for the most part, it tends to be well received. I think that there are some I always get the and, and I do address the well i 'm not black, how do I support or can I be a part of this and I, I think I tend to address that i think sufficiently during this talk and and whenever I speak so um, there tends to be some of that actually that there tends to be some uh Like, who? Okay, (laughs) like, wow. So I I, I was a little I was a little scared that, you know, I couldn't be involved with this organization if if I'm not, you know, if I'm not black or not a person of color. And so I I think there are some of those fears that are alleviated, you know, hence the fear of a black atheist, you know, because I think there are some people who think that they may not be able to relate or support. and, And that just simply isn't true.
0: No, and from from my standpoint, the way I, I see it, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's like I can be a part, I can support. I just this is not an organization that I should be in front of and trying to lead. Correct. It's like, but you can still be there and help.
1: Absolutely, you can help, you support, and and financially is a thing. You know, we certainly do appreciate. Everyone who supports us, and we have supporters of all kinds. But yes, if you are trying to center yourself or center your issues as a white person and black non believers, that just simply isn't going to happen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, and we've had like, we've had guest speakers before, we've had Dale McGowan from Foundation Beyond Belief. Um, we've had Daryl Ray, he's going to be one of our speakers or one of our upcoming events. So we do appreciate our allies and we also appreciate those who work with us in the movement and we'd like to showcase that. We really, really do. But as far as it being the centerpiece, no, because we, there are a lot of Black atheist authors, activists, and, and voices that are coming up and that we are helping to grow and that. Uh, The overall secular community was either unaware of or they've ignored. And so we are dedicated to building up this demographic because we know they're out there. We've engaged them. We've actually helped contribute to their work. And that is who we center.
0: Well, and it feels like the secular community as a whole understands that when they think about themselves. Like, we wouldn't have, we're not going to center Christians. On right. Atheist talk. And it doesn't mean that there aren't Christians that want to ally with us that work towards the same goals as we do. It doesn't mean, like, we acknowledge they're there. Right. But we center secular voices. We'll have Christian guests on sometimes. We've had a Christians in the studio with us before. Yeah. But we're not going to, they're, they're not centering the Minnesota <laughs> the right. atheists. They're not centering atheists. So it seems like we understand this mm-hmm. when it's coming from our point of view. But I know in talking to st- other atheists out there, there are atheists who just don't
1: get it when it's no. not their group. Right. And then also, too, even within their groups. I'm sorry, Hersi. Yes, it's okay. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like you certainly aren't centering our voices, you know, and, and partially because most of the community is, you know, it is still predominantly white. And we do acknowledge that there are others out there who need, you know, who are important to this movement. But, I mean, in our, in our subsects, there are voices that we center.
0: All right. We come back from break. I'm going to talk about two of the other events you have coming up. Which both sound really awesome. Yes. <laughs> We're joined our guest Mendisa Thomas right after this short commercial break. I'm Maddie Love in studio with Hertzie Hertz, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host Maddie Love, and I'm joined in studio with Hertzie Hertz. And we are also happy to be joined by Mindisa Thomas, president and founder of Black Nonbelievers. And I promised uh, that we were going to talk about two really fun things coming up. Yes. Um, so I want to start with one that because it's the weather here in Minnesota right now is so gorgeous. <laughs> and actually, as a fan of winter, I, I actually do like the weather right now. But
2: <laughs> it's it's a little icy for me.
0: Eh. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Just match, So I might not have to worry about my heart melting when it's this cold. Um, <laughs> but talk, the, the first one I guess I want to talk about was Seacon con 2019. Is it just Seacon? con B-N-C-Con 2019, yes. But it's C like S-E-A, yes. not B-N-C like C. Correct. C. Okay. Or yes. even the word yes, not, not that kind of C. Right. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. So this is a cruise, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at how imp- impressive it is. And I'm wondering, would, did you – somebody, whoever organized this have to sign on to purposely get in an ulcer to like, get this thing together with all the stress? <laughs> this thing looks huge.
1: Yeah. So um, we started doing this um, back in 2017 under a former organizer. Uh, so this year I am doing it. Um, and it's actually kind of fun for me because um, basically what we, what you normally see at your other events on land, you know, at different hotels or different conference spaces, is pretty much what you can do also on a cruise ship. And it's a great way to for people to get out of those comfort zones, you know, meet with, very, with like-minded individuals, have, you know, group time, hear speakers and, and participate in different activities. And this is what we're going to do here for for BNCCon, um, and uh, uh, the past two years there were about a good thirty of us. Um, very very. Um diverse uh, attendance, which was great. And this year, I'm excited about the ship we're going to be on. It's one of the Carnival's newer ships, the Horizon. Uh, They debuted it in 2018. The ship holds about 3,000 people. But, um, you know, we're going to be our group of, you know, atheists, humanists, agnostics, hey, you know, see us here. (laughs) But, um, and really, yes, you know, I'm, as a native of New York, you know, I'm no stranger to the snow. But having been in Atlanta for over 20 years, (laughs) I haven't seen this much snow in years. (laughs) So this has been... This has been uh, a reminder for me, which is, I mean, it's it's been very, very interesting. I mean, it's been, I love looking at the snow, not for too long, though. <laughs> so. It looks way better on TV. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, it does. And, you know, actually, when you look at the snow here, you're like, whoo, being in the Caribbean right now might not be so bad. <laughs> so. But, um, yes, and, and so it's it's great to interact with so many different people from different backgrounds but also to meet other members, other people in the movement, and to also hear and see the activism that's taking place. And, you know, we just love, as an organization and as a part of my personal mission, bringing people together, especially to see those who you may not have known were doing such fantastic work, is very, very important to me, and doing it in a setting that gets people out of their out of those shells and, and doing something different or even consistently doing something that would be enjoyable and, and cruises are amazing. They can be an amazing experience. And being you know, and, and it's 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 good to know what it's like to be with a group of people for about five, six days at a time. Um, and, uh, being in a space where, you know, you may not be able to go anywhere for, you know, a couple of days, but, you know, it's good. But, you know, it is good also that there are so many amenities on a cruise ship. It's like, you know, it's like their own little cities. So it's just, it's, it really, really is a, a good way for people to get out and do something fun as well as informative.
0: And you have another event. Hertz, did you want to talk about this one?
2: Yes. This one's a little more landlocked. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Chicago's
0: on a big lake, and that's like an ocean.
2: <sighs> yeah. Isn't that Lake Michigan? Uh, yeah, that's not yeah. superior. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. I
1: love it. Oh, that was a good y'all, one. Y'all need the drum thing, <laughs> the drum sound that y'all are. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, and admittedly, I was looking at the price of both Seacon and and the Women of Color Beyond Belief Conference, and admittedly, this one is more my yeah. style that way, too. Uh,
0: yeah, the other one is $850 a, a person based on double equity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we do have payment arrangements, actually, for both events. Um, with cruises can be paid in increments. So, you know, we nice. try to make them as affordable as possible, which as is, well as try to fundraise. But yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, which is great, because... Yeah, those those things could be tough, uh, but yeah. So the Women of Color Beyond Belief conference in Chicago, I see m- lots of things to do here. Can you elaborate?
1: Yes, so we're going to first we're going to have an amazing lineup of women of color who are involved in the secular movement in various um, in various uh, ways, and um, we are hosting. This is being put on by um, Takiwu Hutchinson out of California. She's over the Black Skeptics of Los Angeles and the Women's Leadership Project, and also Bridget Bria Crutchfield, who is one of our board members and our organizer out of Detroit. So. We are going to have a screening of Sakivu's docudrama, um, White Nights, Black Paradise, which is based on her novel about the Jim Jones, the Jonestown um, tragedy, Jonestown massacre. We're also going to have... Uh, day and a half of uh, panels, workshops, speakers, as well as a red carpet divas ball on that Saturday, October 5th. And we want the women and, and everyone in attendance to be able to just have a good time. We Our mission is to incorporate the fun into the activism because we deal with so much on a regular basis, that this will be a great opportunity for people to see how we shine, how we all shine, and and just to have an opportunity to just really, really have a good time. And and we'll probably have a keynote speaker during. But we we want our we want the ladies, we want all the attendees, just come on out um, and and just have. And and we have a all in, uh, we have all inclusive price with with all the events, and um, we just. Really, really, it's going to be a great. It's going to be a great experience for everyone who is in attendance, and, and sponsorship opportunities are available for both events. And I'd also like to thank the Freedom from Religion Foundation, who is our most major sponsor to date. I definitely have to thank them for that, um, as well as the American Humanist Association, Secular Woman Recovering from Religion. Um, they've signed on. Uh, Atheists United as well. Um, I'd also like to thank the Atheist Community of Boston for sponsoring BNCCon 2019. So, um, yeah, these are just going to be some amazing events. And you get to see how we do things BN style. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun and and just some really, really supportive, um, you know, affirming events for just everyone involved.
2: Yeah, so the Women of Color Beyond Belief conference is October fourth through sixth, and I know this is early, but I am totally setting get ready to set up a caravan here. Yes, <laughs> in my caravan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking dodge that one. But that's yes, terrible. and we will have childcare available. Camp Quest will be generously gosh, um, doing childcare. Awesome. Oh my and gosh! So yes, we want everyone. If you want to bring your children, it will be very kid friendly. Please sign up your your kids. Um, it will be a, an amazing experience for everyone.
2: Are the I,
0: kids on the
1: Red Diva carpet too? Yes, yes, absolutely.
2: I was going to say, I do have to smile because you keep looking at me when you're saying kids. I'm like, I, I have cats. <laughs> there are no well, the
1: cat kids, I don't know about that, but yes.
0: Uh. All right. Well, we are going to have to wrap this up. Uh, this has been fantastic. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday. And remember, if you miss an episode, you can always catch the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. This
2: has been Atheist Talk on AM 950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.